one of these days, I'll figure out how to meld the, the cool theme song that we just heard into our opening comments. Uh, I got to tell you, if you're looking for any kind of technical competence, you, you got the wrong guys. It's not it's not what we're here for. And but I will figure that out just simply because it's it's a challenge. So hi, everyone. Um, welcome to Free Brothers Talking About. Uh, this is Keith Gallagher. And as always, I'm here with my brothers, Kevin and Matt. Hey, fellas. How's it going? How are we doing today? Always good to hear your voices. Uh, you know, it's uh, we're getting really, really close to being able to get together, uh, go out to dinner, bring the families together. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, too. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, uh, I was talking to Emma about because we want to get everyone down here sometime in the in, in the in the summer and she said we're gonna do the you know the whole karaoke thing i said i i don't think people are going to be comfortable yet with passing around a microphone from one another so i I think we'll probably pass on that but uh we'll figure out some other ways to to keep everyone busy i'm sure it won't stop us from singing (laughs) or whatever that is that we do yes yes the attempt of singing but we could all dance there's no question. About That's that. true. That's true. Yes. Uh, well, we all think we can dance. That's true too. <laughs> so, so guys, I'm I'm really about excited about today's podcast. You know, we want to kick off the spring with um, with something that makes you think of spring. So, what else is there? There's baseball, right? Um, and we we talked about maybe doing the Yanks, talking about the Yankees. But you know, Jill said to me. You know, when you guys talked about the Yankees in the last podcast, I just skipped through that. <laughs> Thanks, that man. hurts. That does hurt. It does hurt a lot. Bit. It does. But, you know, 20 years, 27 years of marriage in a couple of days. So she has to put up with a lot for me, too. Um, and then we talked about maybe talking about Field of Dreams, maybe Bull Durham, but or the natural. But we came up with, I think, the perfect one. So here's three brothers talking about Major League. So I know you guys are psyched about this. Tell me your quick thoughts. What do you think, Kevin? It is one of the all-time great movies. There's, it's, um, it's exciting. It's sports-oriented. It's funny. It's got some of the all-time great lines in it. Um, and it's, uh, it's a feel-good movie, too. You know, And the only trouble with it is i find myself rooting against the yankees you know (laughs) that's the only problem but everything else is awesome yeah yeah i agree with that i'm like man i can't believe i'm actually wanting these the indians to win but um it it ends up being that way so i guess that means it's a good movie you know the director did a good job i guess he did because you really do well you root for the indians and and if you take in, into kind of context of what not only the Indians were, but what Cleveland was when this movie came back in nineteen out in 1989, it wasn't a good time to be an Indian fan or, frankly, um, you know, to live in Cleveland. Uh, right, it, yeah. it, um, Cleveland sort of had a renaissance, as did the Indians in the 90s. Uh, you had the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They built the Jacobs, Jacobs Field. The Indians got players like Robbie Alomar and Sandy Alomar and um, uh, 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 what's his name? Alfred Bell. Uh, not Alfred. Albert Bell. 
Albert, Albert, and uh, Kenny Lofton, and became a powerhouse. But in 1989, there was no sight of that. So it, it, you, not, I found myself not only rooting for the Indians, but for Cleveland to a certain extent. So we're going to talk a little bit about that as we go through the movie. Um, so any other points you guys want to make? Anything else that you want to just point out that you, when you think about the movie, you want to make sure we discuss um, before we jump into kind of like the different areas that we want to go through? Um, nothing comes to mind right now, but it might as we talk. Okay. Right. All right. And I think, I think the areas that we're going to go through almost touch on everything. So, so I, I, you know, I was watching it the other day and I kind of broke it down into different parts of the movie. And I, I really like the opening sequence and, you know, one of the things I like about movies is the soundtrack associated with it and how certain songs set the tone for either that part of the movie or the whole movie. And in this case, Randy Newman's song, Burn On, uh, about the red, <laughs> the red moon rising on the Cuyahoga River. I really like how it sets that first few minutes and you see all the kind of the working class folks in in um in cleveland going about their day and and there's a there's a hopefulness about it and it, and from my perspective there's kind of a love story associated with it too do you guys know what i'm talking about that first opening sequence yeah yeah definitely yeah. i think that last as geeky as it sounds um i i'm with you. i think it brings it home when you say it's a love story um between that with the working class of Cleveland and the Cleveland Indians. And, mm -hmm. and, the, and that, I think you're right. I think that kind of brought it home. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Randy Newman's awesome. I mean, and he's done all kinds of movie soundtracks, but I, I forgotten that he did this actually. And I, and I, and I, I like the, the song a lot. So that first, um, that first scene is, is one of my favorites because I think it sets the stage pretty well. Uh, and then the movie kind of moves along, right? And then this, I I wasn't actually going to, I wouldn't call this my favorite part or anything like that, but I wanted to bring it up to see if you guys noticed this. The owner's office in, in this movie reminds me a whole lot of another owner's office in another baseball movie. And the person's equally as despicable. You guys know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah, um, natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And you wonder whether it was done purposefully. I can't remember actually which movie came first. I think the natural did, but how dark it is, and with the yeah. kind of the old school shades, and it's it's kind of depressing actually. The office. So just thought I'd bring that up. Um, that's that's a good point though. That's a good point. You know. So I'm, I'm interested in each one of you guys kind of, I've been talking a lot and I want to stop for a while. Uh, tell me a little bit about your, your favorite part of the movie. So give, give me like, uh, let's go around a little bit and uh, each take a favorite part and talk a little bit about it. So um, Kevin, you want to go first? Um, yeah. Uh, 
I'm going to go with something different. I think we all – nothing gets better than the, when he comes out of the, out of the um, bullpen, right? Yeah. I mean, but um, I think one Let's of my favorite – Let's get to that points, later. We'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah, that's why I figured we'll – yeah. Um, one of my favorite parts, and I think this kind of sets the tone for um, the the kind of the the teammates – when they were all pulling into um, into the uh, park for for the day, uh, you know, tryouts and and um, Lou was checking them in and and they were his guys right away, you know, and he just did it with a smile and he and he really he just like um, you know where they were cast offs other places, he wanted them and and he embraced them for what they were and and he looked forward to coaching them and. Um, and he did it with a smile. I just, you know, I would love him as, as a coach, you know? So, um, I thought that it kind of pumped me up. What do you think, Matt? Well, I mean, like it's tough because there's a ton of, there's a ton of great scenes in it. You know what I mean? Um, but I think Kevin's right. I was kind of thinking about that too. Just like, um, you know, after you see the whole movie, you think back at that first scene when they're all coming in and how totally different they are and, and where they come from. And and I think what I like is that I think throughout the whole movie, they they kind of seem to go back to, even though they kind of gel together, like different parts of the movie, they go back to who those guys actually were. Like the director, I think, does a good job of of making sure that we don't forget, like, the wild thing was, was a wild thing. You know what I mean? And, and Dorn was, you know, uh, you know, stuck up and, and, you know, so I, I think throughout the whole movie, he, he kind of, you know, you can see them gelling together, but at the same time, he still keeps that little bit of their, their uh, background with mm-hmm. them throughout the whole, I thought. You know, I think, and they do a really good job of giving you a, a at a, really quickly a glance into their character who they are as they yep. as they yep. introduce each of the players in their own way right. and, and lou and by the way kevin i totally agree with you he you know he's the guy that you want in a bar fight yeah, right? absolutely <laughs> well he probably would start it but yeah you know he would um but anyway you'd want him there in a bar fight because you, you meet jake jake is different i, I will talk about jake a little later i i have some thoughts about that but yeah. You kind of meet, and Lou is this blue collar guy, right? He's working in a tire store, and he's, he's got, the cowardly lion. He's the cowardly lion. <laughs> he's absolutely the cowardly lion. I'm, I'm so glad you said that. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, I'm not sure if I, my favorite character is the cowardly, or who could play someone better. I said the cowardly lion could play Lou. <laughs> the, the, the scene when he takes the last little strip off of uh, oh, yeah. the other, yes, yes. yep. Is the spinning image? Oh my god! Unbelievable! <laughs> yeah, I thought you were the king of the forest. Yeah, exactly. I'm actually so happy that came up because I have that down written here. And yeah, I'm glad that came up. Uh, for those of you who, who, well, obviously we grew up together, and we we try the cowardly line has become kind of important to us. I think, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Oh yes, <laughs> we 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 see the cowardly line in certain things, but nothing is closer than Lou. No, no, no. But going back to the introductions, though, you kind of you get a, a sense of who these people are, 
And, <laughs> and you know, Ricky, when he, you see him in the prison, right? On the payphone. And then when, great movie. when he's walking in there, the movie. pitching coach goes, look at this epic guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I, that that is great. Um, so we were talking a little bit about, so we talked about Lou and we talked about the beginning. Matt, what, what else do you think? What do I think? What else? I think, you know, as far as what? You know, favorite scenes, favorite parts of the movie. Oh, well, I, like I said, I... I just think like that part of it. And like you said, that you do get a good glimpse of, of who they are. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, as far as a favorite scene, obviously the, you know, Bob Euchre, just, he, he's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. And that whole, the whole scene of when wild thing first comes in and, you know, he gets introduced and you no, know, <laughs> just, just some of it, just some of the lines, um, that he comes up with in that, you know, you know, uh, um, <laughs> see, it's like bald. <laughs> I came. <laughs> oh man, bald. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's, yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like, uh, <laughs> Ricky Ball, a juvenile delinquent in the office. <laughs> yeah, I have that written. Oh god, freaking dying right there. Then ball four, ball eight, you know. You know, just a bit outside, all those things together. And then the, that, just the topper is, man, how did they lay off those pitches? You know, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes, they, they, there's so many quick things. Obviously, he, that's just his yeah. MO to begin with. But I'll tell you who else did it throughout the whole movie. Who I Can you guys guess who, you, who else kind of came up with all these one-liners that were just quick, maybe even one word here, one word there? Besides Bob Eucher, who else do you think was the funniest guy in the movie? Well, I know you think Ricky Vaughn was. No, no, oh. no. The uh, the old man pitcher, Eddie Harris. Oh no, <laughs> it's not close. I don't think after watching it, a guy like I'm close. Who? Wesley Snipes, man. Oh, okay. Listen to him. Yeah. Listen to the things he is hilarious, and I've never seen him in in another movie that that he's like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's good. He's got some good stuff. He's unbelievably good. Like when he's one, like you know, uh, you know, when he's worried about his glasses, as all his mouths you can see. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> I'm not so sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, and then like when uh, I, I don't want to take all the lines. Go ahead, keep going. I don't want to take all the lines. You know, one of the well, hey, go ahead, real go. quick on that. It's only talking about Bob Euchre. He's like. He's not, they don't call him the best in the business for nothing. <laughs> I got that written down. I got that. Best color man in the business. Yeah. Well, you know, just to stay on him for a second, you know, that, that famous line of just a bit outside. But then he says yeah. he tried the quarter of mist, which that part kills. <laughs> like, I mean, there's like such little things like that in there. And if you, they're through, they're out throughout the whole movie, though. Yeah. They are. They really, they're just like, you know, it's you know, like uh, where did you play in the offseason about the California Beer League? And Wesley Snipes was like, never heard of it. <laughs> just like just little things like that, man. I was freaking dying. Well, there's um, and and to, to your point, Matt, where another great line by Wesley Snipes, there when when Ricky and 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 uh, Willie Mays Hayes there and Tom Berenger are out having dinner after the guys make the team in the restaurant, yeah. And, and Tom Berenger goes, oh, that's my wife. And, yep. and Wesley Snipes goes, does she know that? Yeah, know that. Yeah. 
It's a great line. It's a great line. And then, great. Then Ricky Vaughn has a great line there too. Yeah, you want me to drag him outside? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, and and this stuff isn't by accident. The guy who wrote this movie and directed it won an Oscar for best screenplay for The Sting. So Mm. this this wasn't some schmuck who was writing the movie. Yeah. I heard, um, I I think I read something about, um, like, Bob Euchre just went off. A lot of his stuff was um, ad-lib, too. Sure yeah, I can see him doing. I can see him. That's what I mean. I can see him doing that. But the other guys, you could tell. But it was written. But the way they, I think everyone's delivery was great. Oh yeah, I, I, the facial expressions were so cute. It really is. Resi Slipes and 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 Ricky Vaughn. They were. I mean, and uh, Sheen. They were great. Great they, stuff. They are. Right. Um, you know, one of the other things that I liked that's it helps set the stage for the movie is in the in the training camp well all kinds of things happen when they take wesley snipes out and they put him in the parking lot and he runs that's a yeah, yeah. great i got that scene too yeah but uh, it also does a good job of showing the, their frailties their weaknesses um you know eddie harris has all of that you know he's gaylord perry essentially right and yeah and and you have jake can't he can't move um pedro can't hit certain things Will uh, Willie Mays Hayes? They he he doesn't really know. I mean, he falls short when he's trying to steal, right? And the guys come a little closer. Um, And then, of course, Vaughn can't throw a strike, and Dorn can't field. So you you kind of get these these little weaknesses right up front. So I he does a great job of giving you the personalities of these guys really quickly. Yeah, and visually, I agree. So I agree. Okay, so uh, I could go through, and I think we all could go through Harry Doyle's broadcast all day. Oh, yeah. Because they are such a high point of the movie. And you know, one of the the other things I wanted to point out is uh, product placement in this movie. Because yeah, you think about how Miller Light and Bob Euclid to Miller Light back then. It's all over the place. Yep. Yeah. That's true. um, Yeah. It was it's some good stuff too. <laughs> and before we move on from Bob Euchre, post game sh- show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you can't swear. On t-. He's like, ah, no one's listening anyway. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, it's some really good stuff. Oh, it's great. So I, I want to there's I want to bring up a, a you know a couple of other scenes, but then I want to uh, to move on to sort of the kind of the next uh, topics the when when he brings when she comes into the locker room and he's naked and she's yelling at everyone and she's well not yelling she's being sarcastic everyone she's grabbing people's butt and so on and so forth just continues to paint the picture of just how despicable she is but then um when he brings in the cutout Love that scene, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You know, lo- and I, I like that whole scene where it's there's they've become a team now, and they're growing, and you can see that people are starting to to see them how that they're they're good, because uh, you get the Amex commercial, uh, and, and then they show the scenes to the side of the city coming together. It's kind of like the beginning of the movie, but now it's yeah. it's, yep. it's 
yeah. its growth and, and happiness and excitement. Um, so I like that part as well. In fact, I love it. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the Amex commercial, uh, now I remember, yeah, you guys probably do too, the, the commercials when they'd have these professional people who aren't yeah. necessarily actors doing those things. Yeah. Yes. And the way they made um, Dorn look silly, you know, uh, like he, like the way he read the lines, like he could not do it very well, you know, um, like he's supposed to be that, that guy, but he couldn't even, you know, he wasn't an actor. He wasn't natural. No, he just had to read it. And, and um, it, they just poked fun at him for being that pompous guy. Right. And they did see it, and he does a great job of doing it. Yeah, absolutely, he was awesome. And then, like, just like the little things, like Ricky Vaughn's like in a cutoff tux. <laughs> yeah, he goes, I, I hate wearing this monkey suit. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. That's some great stuff in there. All right, so um, we talked about some of the best quotes in the movie. If you if you had to pick one, oh boy, this is tough, right? Oh, you know, mm. one that we didn't, I, I have to say this one because I really like it. Uh, they, they go back to back. Uh, Haywood's a conflict, convicted felon in the, in the uh, isn't he money? And then, uh, I like that. And then he leads the league in most offensive categories, including nose hairs. When he sneezes, yes. he looks like a party favor. I got that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if you had to pick that, one, what is it? Go ahead, Kevin. You go first. Oh boy, um, I, well, you said a lot of them, uh, but it's between uh, just a bit outside and up your butt, Joe Boo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's those are good. Now, what are your picks? Well, we say that a lot, so which is that scary. Is one of but... our things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and you know, I I don't know if we want we don't want to swear, do we? Well, you can. It's a podcast. Okay. Oh, that's true. Um, you know, and you know, always no listen to it anyway. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, bring that shit to me, man. Bring that shit to me. Uh, that, that, like we joke around and say that too. You know what I mean? We I say that. Yeah. Um, but. Um, I don't know. It's, 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 uh, I would say, you know, I, I also like, you got to give him credit for getting in front of that racket. <laughs> and when, when Wesley's, he, he checks swings and it like, oh, yeah. uh, it's, oh, it's like a little blooper die. It's oh, like, yeah. When he gets his, yeah. You got to give him credit for in front of that racket. Yeah. Because like it's like such a slow roller instead of like a rocket. Yeah. That's the, I, I laugh every time I think about it. Uh, but I also like, um, I know I can't do what I'm sorry. It, it, I can't. And I knew this would be tough because it's, it's almost impossible. It's amazing. The amazing thing about certain sports movies. And I, I think the two biggest ones are Caddyshack and major league where they have so many lines that became just part of our lives. We, we yeah. say, well, you guys more than me, but because I don't think quick enough to say that. <laughs> The Joe Boo one and the uh, shit to me, man. I, I but uh, <laughs> you guys use them all the time, it's fun. 
Well, we can say that. We just say, hey, Joe Boo, (laughs) Joe Boo. Yeah, I also do like, uh, you know, this guy's so mean, so mean he threw out his son a father and son game. Yeah. Uh, Bob Uecker is almost a genius in this movie. He is. Yes. He is. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, let's move on. What's yours? You got one? Uh, you know, it's so tough, but without repeating everything we've all said so far, I, I have one here. Uh, oh, geez. Give me a second here. Oh yeah, and we didn't. Yeah, actually, I got it. I got we didn't, the most famous one we never even said. What's that? Give me the heater. Oh, oh, give me the heater. That's right. Yeah. Holy mackerel! I can't believe you guys. You guys say that all the time. I know. We do say. Give me the heater, Ricky. Ricky, give me the heater. Actually, the one that I I hadn't caught before, but I really liked the last time I saw the movie. But. Wesley Stipes gets picked off first base the first time against the Yankees. Uh, personally, I think we got hosed on that call. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. So, uh, all of you people who, uh, all of, well, um, are one listener, uh, you, when you look, when you watch the movie, they're very interested in what your favorite line is. It's tough to pick one. So, yeah, definitely. All right. So, let's go with, um, I, I kind of like this. We did this in Rocky. And I can't believe if we did this in the other, uh, in the Sandlot. I, I'm sure we did. What character would you want to play? So, uh, let's see. Whose turn is it this time? I don't know. Kevin, you go. Who would I like to play? Yeah, in the movie, if you yeah. could play any of the characters. And uh, if, right now, the only person you could play would be, let's see. <laughs> The coach. <laughs> if if you were in your any time in your life, which person? Would yeah, you yeah. Play? Um. Uh, to be to, I I would say back in my uh, younger days, I would probably. Oh man, I go I go back and forth. Um, the coach is my favorite person in the, in the movie Lou. but Lou yeah um man I'm gonna have to go with uh, I guess I guess um Ricky Ricky Vaughn really yeah I am yeah I am well I just think walking out of that um <laughs> uh bullpen yeah. in front of all those people just must have been absolutely crazy and i know um i read somewhere that that he did that and it was um he said it was electrifying that that that's a great point it would have been so cool that would have been that's the thing that gets me now the other guys i i kind of like the other guys better but that alone would just be unbelievable now you know what I read a little bit about this kind of stuff in the walk-in songs. And I remember when we were kids, Sparky Lai used to go into Pomp and Circumstance. But it really wasn't till after this movie that it became commonplace that closers would have a walk-in music. Right. You know, obviously, that makes sense, yeah. Mariano's is the most famous. But I, I'm surprised it wasn't. And then Mitch Williams picked up the wild thing. thing so right, right. Did it. But... 
Um, I, I they used to get driven. Hmm? Go ahead. They used to get driven in. What's that? They used to get driven in from the bullpen. That's right. In those ridiculous-looking yeah. cars at times, or yeah. Dotson. Um, so anyway. Which, by the way, is a great scene in this movie. Him driving down the road in a, in a, in a helmet. <laughs> And that's that's a great song too. But we'll get to that later. All right. So Matt, who do you want to play? Uh, I would love to t- Bob Uecker. <laughs> yeah, def- definitely because you know, you know, I, of course, I probably wouldn't be quite as funny as he would be. Um, but I, but go ahead. <laughs> but, but I mean, you could ad lib and you could do what you wanted to kind of do, and and just because of the fact that. Um, you know, there's so many opportunities for you to to kind of throw a joke in there, here or there. You know what I mean? So, um, and plus, I think the guy he was with was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> best yeah, of business. He's <laughs> the best. Of, yeah, he would get to work with the best of the business, too. So, um, no, I think that, I think he'd be, he definitely would be. That, you know, those are, those are both really good ones. I, I mean, I would want to be low, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a crotchety old guy who just kind of does what he wants to do, and yeah. it would be. I mean, I'm a crotchety old guy, but you don't always get to do what you want to do and say what you want to say. He doesn't care about anything. He doesn't care one bit. Blue doesn't care a bit. Well, that's my second choice. Yeah, that was like the only thing that got me to go. Ricky is to walk in, but yeah. um, but Lou though. But I tell you real quick on Lou. The other one of my favorite parts of the movie was when he was talking about the team coming together to the general manager and the just the the joy and that and he was pumped up about it and he talked about each one individually and um, it was really heartwarming too you know what I mean it was just I could you could hear it in his voice and he just seemed like a great guy to uh, play for. I yep. think I think Lou would have to go on our Mount Rushmore of 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 uh, movie coaches. Absolutely, oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely, absolutely. Um, yeah, he 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 is he's awesome. Uh, he is, and you know, it's you guys are obviously uh, high high level coaches, and I coach too. And I like to think if I stayed with that, I I wouldn't be bad. So I I, I think we all have a, an appreciation for somebody who can. Uh, motivate the people he's yeah, you know working yeah. with and make them better and clearly they become better right and uh, and it has to do with him as well as their own ta- own talents as well yeah yeah i agree um so next one and and i think it's you know i i i think i'm gonna know the answer to this but let's ask the question anyway so if you could go out and hang out you know go out like if you know if, if we did stuff like that, go out to a bar, go out to dinner with one of the characters that you want to hang out with, or that, that, that you want to be your friend, who would it be, Matt? Bob Uecker. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able. I, my, my stomach would be killing me the whole time. I mean, I, I mean, I think it goes back to him and Lou again. I mean, just yeah. to hang out with them. The other guys. I mean. And then if, it, if if we're just talking about maybe the players, it would be it would be definitely Wesley Snipes from this okay. movie. No, it's it and it's not limited to the players. It's it, it's in general, right, um, right, right. Kevin, what do you think? Yeah, I think um, uh, 
I would go with the uh, Euchre and, and, and Lou. And then as a player, I think, um, it is, you know, like, um, I like the way Dorn came around, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, you know, I, I think he's, he had that in him and he got away from it, you know, and, and uh, he said, I liked you better when you were just a ball player. So um, I think he probably has that redeeming quality in there, okay. you know? Good. You like to see that. Uh, and yeah. And, you know, here's the thing. I, what I would love, I think is probably, I would love to go out with Lou and his, his assistant coach, the pitching coach. I love stories and I love to hear people who really know their business talk about their business at at a very uh, kind of intimate level. It would be how amazing would it be to hear stories about the people they coached in the minor leagues, the the things that they went through. And they probably maybe played in the majors at some point just to hear the stories from their perspective. And and they seem like great guys and they'd be funny. I'd be afraid that I wouldn't be getting back to my hotel room or wherever until the sun was coming up, but it would, uh, it would still be fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. That's a good point. Yeah. And you know, they'd have you back too. So that's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So um, I, I, they're just, they're good people. Um, They seem. Okay. So moving on here, which of those, the actors that are, in the movie seems to be the best baseball player in real life. Kevin. I, I think these next two are, it's, it's, it's by far easy. It's easy to tell. Yeah, both I, of them. I think that I, I wouldn't disagree with that, but Kevin, you want to go ahead? What do you think? Oh, now it's pressure because I don't know. I mean, you guys both think there's easy. Right. I think, I think there was a lot of good. I think they were all really good. I mean, but I would probably, I would probably say um, at that time. Now, remember, a couple of them are a little older, so they I know what it's like to throw when you get older. Um, but uh, I would say um, probably uh, Sheen and um, Serrano. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, those are two. Those are those two are definitely the two most believable or, or the best players by yeah. far. Not even close. Actually, a couple of those home runs, Serrano actually hit. Yeah, he's out of the like, ballpark. Those, those are good swings. Yeah, the, he actually did that in the in the like in the uh, actual movie. Yeah, well, he's a scary human being. Yeah, in, in yeah, that movie. Um, and the other person actually, who's a very good athlete, was getting you know was a little older, was Eddie Harris, and he was a good athlete yeah. growing up, uh, and. Do you know what else? he's a three sport movie guy? Do you yeah. know what the other two are? He's um he's uh um come on. Uh, All right, I'll give you a hint. Uh well obviously one's a basketball movie, one's a uh football movie, and well I give we I don't want to go on forever on this. He's Dan Devine in Rooney, uh, Rudy. Yeah. And Rudy. he's the jerk coach before Gene Hackman comes and takes over. In, in Hoosier. Hoosier. Right. In Hoosier. And yeah. he comes around. Oh. Yep. Um, but he was, he was a good athlete in, in high school. 
who's the least believable baseball player, at least of the, you know, the major characters? Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> Not even uh, close. Kevin, uh, who, who went first on that? On, I think, Matt, you did, right? So, no, I did. Oh, you did? So, Matt, go ahead. It's Tom Barron. He's got awful. Help us all. God awful. My Lord have mercy. The guy doesn't have an athletic bone in his body. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. It's you can't even pretend. <laughs> I I thought that originally, but I want the last time I watched it closer because I knew the questions. And I think it's because he's a little older too. Uh because mm-hmm. um if you go back and look at it, um, some of his, you know, when he was having a catch and, or when he was blocking those uh, baseballs, he looked much better than I remembered him. Um, and, you know, so I was a little more surprised. I, I originally thought that. I would have I said him. Um, and Ed Harris just looks old and like every th- time he throws the ball, it looks like it hurts. Um, but... I think um, Wesley Snipes is really fast, but I don't know. Like his swings are no. not that good. No, he's off too. Yeah, with, with so I would have went with Wesley Snipes. No, he's he's bad too, but it's Tom Berenger's. Yeah, but you didn't see Wesley Snipes do anything else except that one basket catch, and that didn't look too good. Well, he makes that one catch no. at the wall. But uh, oh yeah, but yeah. it. it you know, when you read all the stuff about it, you you read that Wesley Snipes is really a bad baseball player, and they had to yeah. teach him to do almost everything, which is interesting because he's a bad basketball player too, and you know, yeah. a white man can't jump, but he's such a he's so athletic that he can kind of play this stuff yeah. off. So what they say about Tom? They don't say much, but here, here. So here's where I'm going to throw a little bit of controversy into this. I think that the movie would have been much better without Tom Berenger. With, with, I agree. With Kurt, and I'm going to throw uh, Kurt Russell instead of Tom Ber- Berenger. Um, Tom Berenger is not funny. And he's not a good athlete. No. Kurt Russell's a baseball player, and he's funny. And they're about the yeah, same age. Yeah, I agree. So I, I, yeah, but he, I, his, part, his part wasn't funny. Well, yeah. He was like the leader. <laughs> he was the leader. No, he was the leader. He was the dry man in it, I thought. You're, and that was by design. Yeah, you're right. But you can still have that role, but still be sort of a... I mean, you, there could be something about you that is funny. Tom Berger's not funny. He's a good actor. Don't get me wrong. And and he's done a lot of really good things. But if you look at his IMDb, <laughs> I, I think this might be the only comedy he's ever been in. Yeah, I don't think I. I don't think he he does not bring a lot to the to the uh, to the to the movie in my mind. Oh, I disagree. I'm a, I'm a Tom Barry. You're right on the, You're 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 on Team Tom. Is that what they call it these days? Is I that am. What the kids I am. Say? Well, yeah, yeah. I just can't see um, the movie without Tom Barry. Uh, I just think Kurt Russell, right? A Kurt Russell's awesome. He's yeah. awesome. I, I think he could have played the role, and he he was doing. I mean, there's no reason why he couldn't have done it. At that at that point in time, um, he would have been hilarious. I, I, I think he would have been the guy. So I'm I'm going to go. I'm going to kind of add on to the Tom Berenger thing since we're piling on a little bit, and not on him because I, I do like him, and I, I and I don't think he takes away from the movie. I think the movie could have been 
a little better with Kurt Russell, but it wouldn't have made, I think it would have been better. But I think we could have done without the whole love angle in the movie. It slows the movie down every time Renee Russo walks in the door. What do you guys think? Uh, well, I think there had to be, I think there has to be always a love interest, though, in this type yeah. of movie. I'm not sure it needed to be him and her, but um, I think I think there has to be a little something, a little I, something when it comes to a love interest. You have to have that. And and he's the retiring guy. He's you know, and they tied it in. You know, they're going to retire and live happily ever after. He turned it around. Um, yep. You know. So, yeah, I, I worked for me. Okay. Right. I, I mean, I don't want to be, you know, the negative guy. I, I just every time it, it's just kind of, I don't know. Well, I tell you, one of the, <laughs> I do we, like we talked about the favorite scenes. Yeah. The most cringeworthy <laughs> scene in the whole movie is when he walks into that apartment. Oh, my, oh my goodness oh, yeah. gracious. Oh, Lord. And, oh, and then it was like, oh, and. How much do you make? I make the min- league minimum, you know, and um, and that guy, that boyfriend was such a schmuck. Yeah. Ah. yeah. It does show how humble he is, though, like how yeah. humble yeah. and, he, you know, he's just proud of doing it and, you know, he doesn't need to show anybody or whatever. Um, but you know what? The min- league minimum in 1989 was $68,000 a year, which in 1989 wasn't bad. That's equivalent to, to what, about 150 grand now? So, probably yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's certainly nothing to sneeze yeah. at but um you know yeah and you know it's what, what's amazing now though if it, the the league minimum now is like 500 plus yeah right. so uh it's it was a different world because you look at it and we're talking about that a little bit and and they live in a, a boarding house basically right <laughs> yeah right, right seems ridiculous but whatever um yeah, so I, I could have lived without that. So one other point I wanted to make about this scene where he walks into their apartment. He walks into their apartment from the elevator. Yeah, yeah. from the elevator. Yeah. How rich is that guy? Well, I was thinking anybody could do that, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I thought about that too, but <clears throat> it seemed like he jumped on the elevator right after. It must have a certain code to the uh, that that room. I don't know, but you're right. I don't know how he yeah, got it because he was stalking. He was a little bit of stalking, doing a little bit of stalking yeah. stuff. I I don't think that would, yeah. the, 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 that relationship, by the way, would play well in our current environment. But I don't want to spend too much more time on that, so we'll move on. <clears throat> so, if you know, we're talking about best and worst baseball playing actors across all movies, and I always like to you know kind of look across different movies when we're talking about this kind of stuff. So Charlie Sheen, I, I think we'd have to agree, was the best baseball player in this movie. If you had to look at all movies where some actor is playing a baseball player, who's the best baseball player? Not even close here. Close. Really? Yeah. I don't think. Not even close. Kevin, you, you, you seem like you're thinking maybe there's other people. Maybe there's. Well, I, I was having trouble, you know, um, thinking of, of uh, you know, um, 
great baseball. Another guy? Huh? Another guy? A guy that plays baseball movies? Well, yeah, I mean, you're talking about uh, Costa? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You think he's the best baseball player, though? In the movies? Oh, yeah. Who's better? Wait, I, was the question, do I think he's the best baseball player that plays in movies? Yeah. Or the best baseball actor? Is that what you're the asking? Best baseball playing actor. So you're not saying he has to be the best actual baseball player? <laughs> no, yeah. no, he's not Babe Ruth. No, all right. No, I'm saying, like, out of all the actors, he's the best baseball player. Is that what you're saying? Yes. yes. Really? Yeah, who do you think is better? Um, well, I, you know, I, that's what I was having trouble. That's what I thought the question was. But, I mean, <laughs> like, what, what makes you think that? Because he's good. Well, how, I mean, what did he do? I, I mean, that, that, that made you think he's so good. Well, just the way he carries himself, the way he hits the ball, the way his swing – uh, you know, he, so he's 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 like they, you know, he's like Shohei Otani, right? He he was a great pitcher in the name of the game, and he's a a, a really good hitter and catcher in uh, Bull Durham. Yeah, well, I mean, he didn't jump out at me as like like a great baseball player, you know. But um, yeah, I guess he's good. I mean, um, Martin uh, Charlie Sheen, I think, is is as good as he is. No way. I mean, he's got more baseball movies. You know, if you it, when you put baseball movies, you got to think of him. You know, and so I get that, but I just don't remember him. I didn't remember watching a movie and saying, "Wow, he's a good baseball player." Huh. Okay, I'm surprised by that, Matt. Matt, what are you yeah. thinking? Oh my, it's not. It's literally not even close. All right, so it's it, it's he he crushes the ball. He has a great swing in Bull Durham. He has a great swing in Field of Dreams when he's throwing the ball up to himself, and he even misses it in a good way the first time. Right. Like he he understands how to miss the right. ball, and then he smashes the next one. You know what I mean? And I mean it's you know, and he's hitting fungos with a regular bat. Yeah, he's that's not, that's not easy. So let me let me throw a couple of other names out there, and, and this one will be fun. Well, Robert Redford is pretty good in the natural. I was going to say him. Yeah. He's pretty good in the natural. Yeah. Go ahead, Matt. You were going to say something? No, I was just going to say, yeah, but it's not even close. Uh, but here's one that I kind of like. Jackie Earl Haley uh, for the Bad News Bears. Kelly Leak. Yeah. He's, he's oh, yeah. a good baseball player. Of course, he's a kid. He crushes he's good. Ball. He's a good athlete. He crushes, he crushes the ball. And I, mm. and, and, and I kind of like um, that whole character, too. So, all right. So, uh, well, we're not going to agree on this. Kevin's not all that enamored with Kevin Costner, which I'm shocked by, but whatever. Well, I I guess I didn't really, I haven't seen those movies in a while. Um, But, you know, I, I, when I think of baseball movies, I do think of Kevin Costner, but not because of his baseball talent. Okay. Fair enough. You'd be playing, wouldn't you? What? Wouldn't you be playing him? Most likely. (laughs) (laughs) It must be good. All right. So I think it's time. I want to talk a little bit about music soundtrack. And we talked about the uh, burn on at the beginning. But now it's time to talk about the scene. Right. And the song. It, it, Mm -hmm. it, what, What I didn't know before I did a little research on this, though, is that 
Wild Thing, which is sung by the Trogs, I mean, that's what became famous, is sung by this group called X. And I kind of like this version because women are singing it. And it brings a little bit more excitement to it and more energy to it than the Trogs original one does. And it makes the entire scene. So what is your favorite part of the walk-in scene? Uh, Kevin. Um, I would say the, just the way he's walking and, and the crowd behind him and the crowd going crazy. I mean, just that, that, that kind of, um, the door opens and he comes out and he's got that kind of, I don't know, awkward strut or something weird to it. Um, but like he's on a mission, you know, and the place is going crazy and you know, and, and then I love when it pans around and see and you see a bunch of different people singing in that, that you know, especially those three um, guys that have been there with the drums yep. from the beginning. And, uh, you know, the people that, you know, the, that that went, been through it all, you know, um, but but just walking through and strutting out there, just like like I said before, that's why I'd like to play him. It's an amazing moment. Matt, what do you say? <clears throat> yeah, I, I I also think the uh, the fact that Lou goes to him and says I got a hunch, you know, and and he actually because Taylor disagrees at first, yeah, 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 and then he realized he's like, hey, you know, so he's back to Lou and the trust in it, right, and uh, his players, and then and then it shows, you know, um, Ricky like zooms in on his glasses and shows that he's like Kevin said on a mission and. You know, he doesn't care who he's facing, a guy that's, you know, smashed a couple homers off him already, uh, but he knows he's got to get the job done. It kind of all brings the whole team coming together thing uh, to, to, to light there a little bit. And then, uh, then of course, just the song, and then it shows the, the stands just going absolutely nuts, people dancing all over the place. And, um, you know, it, it kind of shows Cleveland, mm. you know, it kind of wraps up Cleveland in a, a nice little package there, showing you know the type of people that are there, and then uh, you know then I you know kind of well that's at the end more so when they're at the bar the bar scene right. when you know it comes oh, groups of together, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, it's just it's a great scene. Well, you know, and this is one of the things that make sports so great uh, because it brings people together, and yeah. you can I. I love and I've been to Yankee playoff games and stuff like this. And the energy is amazing. You know, the people dancing on the dugout and the Yankees looking up above their heads. Yeah. 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 And then there's a scene like this girl uh, with green hair and it says wild child where all these things are sort of memorable. Uh, It's, Mm -hmm. it's so exciting and, and there's so much energy and you can imagine what it does to the players. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and how pumped up you must be. I can't, you'd have to be incredibly disciplined to not yeah. get to the mound and throw the ball, uh, you know, against the backstop. Yeah. Uh, because of that. But anyway, I love that. It's, it might be, it actually may be my favorite scene in any movie ever. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't get much better than that. That's for yeah. sure. I would, I would definitely say it's, I, I, I don't know how you characterize this, but my favorite 
walk-in scene where somebody's coming into a very important situation. I don't know. I don't know enough about that. I can't, I haven't had a chance to break that down too much in my head, but yeah. it, it doesn't get much better than this. No, no I agree. Opening the door and just the music go, you know, it's just, they did a really good job with it. Uh, yeah. It, it, it really is amazing. Um, so the, he gets in there, right? And then Vuka, I'm sorry, uh, Haywood comes up and, and you know, Haywood is Pete Vukovich, right? Who who was, uh, won the Cy Young Award, actually, in 1982. Uh, he was a very good pitcher. He was, and, and, the, and the character actually, I guess, is somewhat modeled after Thurman Munson. And I yeah. remember Thurman Munson pretty well. And that does not surprise me. Uh, he was spitting tobacco juice. He was kind of gross. He had that ugly mustache. Yeah, that was Thurman Munson. Yeah. And I loved Thurman Munson, my favorite Yankee at the time. Uh, so, uh, you know, a couple things I liked about that. You saw that when uh, they had their radar gone on him in, in spring training, he was throwing around 96. But in that scene, he was throwing 101. Yeah. So kind of cool. Uh, anything, so interested in your thoughts from the walk-in on to the end of the game. Um, what'd you like? Well, I, yeah. What's that? What did you like? What was, you know, what'd you think um, was really good? what do you think was a little hokey? And much could have been done better? Well, there's definitely a little hokiness there. Yeah, go ahead, man. You can go first. Well, I think, you know, her getting hoisted at the end of the yeah. game is kind of odd that should not be in the seat. Not, it should never be there ever again. Yeah. I should cut out and you know, left on the the director's floor is what they call it or the uh, whatever they do. But uh, that just, you know, I think the love scene, through the love, not the love scene, but the love story throughout, I think that's definitely there and it should be. But how it ended, I don't think that that should be there at all. How she's kind of part of the celebration with the team and she's basically hoisted. <laughs> uh, uh, is that the hokey part you were talking about? That's one of them, but that's right there. Yeah, um, um, you know, and I, and you know, Dorn punching, punching, <laughs> and then picking him up and hugging him. I don't know. Uh, I, I guess. Like I I don't know. I guess. I guess. But uh, um, you know, but the uh, I like. I do like the scene where everyone's hugging in the bar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That part I love. And then you know they they, they stop for a second. And then they realize, who, yeah. who am I hugging? Uh, who am I hugging? And then they hug anyway again. And, um, you know, that part's pretty cool. Because uh, like you said, it kind of rallies people. It brings people together. It doesn't matter who. You're just happy for your team. And um, so th those those parts, I think, are, are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Kim, what did you think? Um, yeah, I mean, a little, just a tad hokey when Dorn comes to pitcher's mound. Yeah. But I think that um, relaxed yeah, Ricky, did. you know, yeah. like it almost had to happen to say, okay, we're all in this together. Um, I got your back. Go get him. You know, rather than, oh, geez, I got this guy over here that wants to kill me. Um, so, um, and then, so I think under this 
circumstances, like, I don't think that part that if you want to take one part out, I don't think Dorn had to get caught and she had to sleep with him. That I think was the only part I would have cut out of the movie. Yep. But you know, I don't think that was necessary, but because that was in there, I think you had to have that part. It did give Lyle Lovett an opportunity to sing Crying Shame, which is a wonderful song, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I would like it when they stuck to baseball. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't like the outside stuff as much, but, you know, I kind of see why they did that, but I, I don't disagree. It makes me uncomfortable every time I watch that part of it. Yeah. Um, but a couple things in that last scene. Uh, I, I could have done without the uh, the home run point by Tom Berenger. Uh, yeah. yeah. I love the knockdown and, and Serrano bringing that shit to me, man. Yeah. Hey, but let yeah. me just ask you one quick question, Keith. Now, um, think about it. When you first saw the movie and he pointed, did you think he was going to hit it out? So you got to yeah. think about that because I was like, Hold. I said, no way is he going to hit home run. I was like, <laughs> like, you didn't know. Well, that's a, so, you know, that, that is a, that's a really good point because now, now we know. It. So it makes it a little bit different. Yeah, it does. It makes it a little hokey, but I yeah. guess it also leads to, and so this is fair. I'm glad we're talking through this uh, because the Duke who's Steve Yeager, um, who was a great catcher for the, for the Dodgers is, is the pitcher at that point. So it gives him an opportunity to be pissed off. Yeah, yeah, but you yeah. also wonder in that situation, is is someone going to try to hit somebody? But um, anyway, a little chin music. Yeah, that's a all. little bit, a little bit. <laughs> but it also gave Serrano a chance to throw out a great line. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And and Tom Berger get up without dusting himself off. Yeah, before he even he even falls like a non-athlete. <laughs> and, and by the way, Ken is somebody who taught him to bunt. Holy crap! It's not the hardest. Yeah, that was that was not good. Yeah, and he didn't even look good in cleats either. No, <laughs> his cleats <laughs> were unathletic. His cleats were unathletic. <laughs> so, but anyway, when when it's all said and done, the joy, the joy in the players, yeah. the joy in the bar, the joy in the stadium, and for some, for and for a group of people, and it's Cleveland, it's wherever that have haven't had a lot to be happy about um you know it kind of it kind of rings pretty pretty true right now right where we've had a lot where it's been hard but now maybe it's time to have some joy and 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 to be able to to be close to people and to hug people and all that stuff it it really pumps me up yeah it's a great movie. Yeah. Great movie. It's a great great movie. symbol. I mean, it, I, I I really think you're right, Keith. I mean, and most sports movies do. Most sports symbolize, you know, um, kind of, I don't know about symbolize, but kind of goes along with life. And, and you know, it is life. And, and you learn so much through it. And, you know, um, if, if, you know, if everybody would see life through sports, it'd probably be a lot better. Uh, or some sort of activity that brings people together. Yeah. Or team. Yeah. What, team. Yeah. 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 Some kind of team. Build, right. Yeah. Whether it's. Theater and I also, I also think, I also think, uh, you know, like we you know, we've kind of talked about through the whole thing that, you know, the, the director does a good job of kind of give us, giving us a, a sneak peek right from the beginning of who these guys are, but that doesn't seem to get in the way of them coming together. No. 
You know what I mean? Right. It, they, they, they're welcome as they are. And because, yeah, they, they do, but they don't change. They don't really change. Over, overall, they don't really change. I mean, they might. I don't know about that. Well, no, but but what the wild thing's still the wild thing, though. I mean, well, right? But you know, and Tom Berenger is still, you know, Tom Berenger. I don't think they necessarily change their everything about them. Obviously, at the end, it looks like they do. But I think throughout this whole throughout the whole movie, they they understood who each each person was, and they still liked them. Well, they did, but I mean, like. Um... Well, you saw Ed Harris. He had he had Joe Boo with him out on a warm up mound. Right. So right. you know, so he kind of changed, and and then Serrano said, "Screw you, Joe Boo." I you know, and um, you know, and 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 uh, Aki, Ricky was like, you know, I didn't know. You know, you could see he felt bad about what he did. Um, you know. Yeah, so but he still, was, but he still was doing that. Well, That's he my got point. Picked up by her. I mean, you know, so. It's- that's but, my point, though. He was still that guy, though. Yeah, you know I mean, so, they were changing. There was changing in my mind. And Dorn, sure. Dorn changed. He went from a pretty ah. boy to a guy that was was a teammate again. Eh, I don't know. I'm not sure he changed. I think there was growth. I think. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I think so. Some. That's why I said some. But I, th- I still think throughout the movie they liked them because of who they were, not. Well, that's how they got to know him. Yeah, they didn't mind. Yeah, they they accepted yeah. him and liked him. Yeah, it's one right. of those things where you try to accentuate people's strengths and kind yeah. of modify yep. their weaknesses and 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 see them grow in, into their strengths. So, um, yeah. but overall, uh, a, a great movie. And of course, you guys know one of my favorite little things is the fat guy in the t-shirt, the great t-shirt, <laughs> come running out of the stands at the end. He does it twice. Um, you yeah. know, when you're watching the movie, if you see uh, Renee Russo coming out of the stands, look for the look for the chubby guy. It's worth your time. <laughs> it's worth it's worth a look. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> uh, cracks me up every time. So, hey, if you're listening, chubby guy out there, we love you. <laughs> we do. That's we right, do. baby. You're our guy. Give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this was this was great. It, it was it was as good as I expected it to be. I'm so happy that we chose this movie. And as always, it was awesome talking to you guys. Absolutely. Yes. A lot of fun. Great movie. Great topic. Good, jo- good job, everybody. All right. Have a great night, fellas. All right, man. Okay.